0: Welcome to the Subject to Revision podcast. In a society marred with cancel culture, we hope to be a beacon of light. It is here where we will share stories of forgiveness, redemption, and new perspective. We will use our experiences to remind us all of the human condition, one where mistakes and grievances are the seeds of growth and change. Together, we hope to poke through the dark veil of condemnation and show the light that glistens on the other side. On this episode, we're joined by Drew Lomeli. Drew's a musician, fellow cat lover, 70s haircut, aficionado, seriously, you should see the chops on this guy. Drew and I spent a good amount of time continuing a conversation that we had at a driving range over a year ago, and that conversation was built around the benefits of honest introspection, what it means to be responsible for your emotional well-being, and how to be of better service to the people around us. I hope you enjoy hey drew what's going on thank you for uh for coming in uh and being a part of this thing this is very new um i keep speaking to an audience that doesn't actually exist but as of today you can actually find this podcast on podcast outlets everywhere or almost everywhere it's like in the process of going from um zero to like ten I don't know where we are in that process but you can spotify spotify is a, a real that's a thing that people download and use and <laughs> listen to and you can find the subjects revision podcast there yeah so it's actually it's alive um it's got a slow heartbeat but we're getting there got to so thank somewhere. you i'm excited um i'm excited because you and i have had like personal deep conversations um without recording it and without an audience mm-hmm. and now we get to maybe put some good stuff out into the stratosphere or whatever it is and then maybe it'll it'll sprinkle down on some people and and yeah have a positive influence or or do something good at least because i feel like feel like this world could use a little good
1: uh yeah i agree with you thanks for having me and you know uh, i'm excited to be a part of this new experience and journey that you've got going on here um
0: it's my most creative thing it's your creative outlet basically zero creativity <laughs> so i'm just i'm hoping that you have plenty of creativity <laughs> okay. and i record it <laughs> all right yeah i will
1: i will do my best but uh yeah i mean i guess we all hope that you know especially in these times right now that you know we can even if it is we, even if you just affect one person i think that's a great thing it's one person you never would have met that maybe hears this and changes their perspective on something. I mean, what else can you ask for?
0: That was so. That was my baseline, and then I had Tyler over, and Tyler is a, a fellow podcaster. Uh, you guys can hear him on episode three, I believe. Uh, your corner store is the name of it. There mm-hmm. you go. Just throwing that out there for everyone. <laughs> Plug. But what Tyler told me, and I thought that it was actually it was cool. It was really beautiful. And he said that that his like minimum baseline of what he hopes to. Get from having his podcast is this deepening relationship with the person who joins him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's actually. That's a really cool motivation. It's not something that I had thought about, was that I will get to know you better because we did this, and maybe you'll get to know me. And and if uh, even you and I just spread a little good between the two of us, uh, that may reach other people inadvertently um, yeah. without their permission so that they don't even have to hit play on the podcast to gain something from it. Yeah. They'll just gain something because you and I had a really nice conversation about stuff that matters to us.
1: Yeah, um, I do remember that. Uh, we've had quite a few... Um... I, I remember having a really good conversation with you when we went to the driving range that one time. And I think that was really when we, you know, we would talk about stuff at work since we worked together. But um, I felt like that time was when we really, really truly opened up and really talked about a lot of deeper, you know, things that you kind of, you know, when you're at the workplace, you're not going to really dive that deep
0: i would say most people regardless of the place aside from like their psychiatrist's office laying on the couch really don't want to talk about those things i think there's also this stigma that men in particular don't like to talk about some of the stuff that that you and i had addressed and and just for context some of the things that you and i addressed was romantic relationships and uh, certain insecurities and how to how to be a better partner Mm Mm-hmm. It's not usually like the the kind of talk that people, I guess, like guys have or that people think guys have when they're when they're gonna go drink some beers and watch
1: the game right. and yeah. that kind of crap. No, um, <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
0: Uh, so I was appreciative of it because it's the kind of conversations that I like to have. Yeah. Because I don't drink beer and I like to watch the game, but by myself so people don't annoy me. <laughs> 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 so we can have a, we can have a lot of fun with this yeah um, I don't know how much I've told you about it. I know I sent you some some questions just to kind of get your mind pointed in the right direction but my hope for this thing is to to remind people um, how like beautiful and empowering forgiveness can be and and that's because what I see in our world is um, this place where we like to cancel people and um and not give people second or third chances. And I am a product of so many chance. Like I don't even got enough fingers and toes to tell you how many chances people have given me to to write this ship and and become. The person that i am today and the best part about the person that i am today is that i can be of better service to the people around me that's the benefit everybody else gains from the forgiveness that has been provided to me by other people so yeah uh, that's the kind of stuff we're, we're gonna touch on mm-hmm. maybe some of your personal stories we've had the so far we've had stories of tyler wanted to just talk about how his life and perspective has changed because some of the, the adventures that he's been on and stuff that I had never known about him and his journey through China and college. And he spent eight months there and I had no idea. My, my friend, Tommy is a recovering addict. So it was, it was forgiveness and redemption through his eyes. And Marissa and I had spoken about her internal journey of forgiving herself. So that way she would start loving herself more and, and doing more things to amplify her interests and and the things that she loves so now there's you yes Episode four.
1: Here we go. Four, four is actually one of my favorite numbers. There you go. So well, I hope so. Baseball. I hope so. There was supposed to be another
0: one, but uh, but it didn't record super well, so we're going to redo it. Okay. So so we're sliding you I'm into, into that four right, right, <laughs> right into that four spot. Um, Batten cleanup. Yeah, cleanup. Never Drupal a cleanup hitter. I played baseball. I was never a cleanup hitter. <laughs> so uh, I could have invited Marty. They don't know who Marty is, but <laughs> oh, that, Marty. That'll, that'll be when I can not find the guests <laughs> <laughs> we'll use
1: marty when we get when we get deeper into this and we can uh we can start throwing in some side characters
0: yeah uh for some people who may know drew and i uh the only thing i have to say about marty is that he don't feel too good yeah no. <laughs> he's generally not feeling too good most of the time <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's uh, let's dive into some of the stuff and and i'm really excited to hear your experience with some of these things because most of the experiences that I hear is from people who are in like the recovery community and not that many people outside of it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be somebody outside of it. So for me, that's exciting because your perspective is going to be different than, than like the stuff I've been hearing for years. Yeah. So <clears throat> when it comes to forgiveness, yeah. what type of role has it played in your life, either like your own personal path or um, I, I like to think of it in, Three lights. So that is um, forgiveness given, forgiveness granted, and people who don't forgive, because that exists as well. So yeah, and
1: those all three of those things may
0: exist within each of us.
1: Well, yeah, and and, and honestly, that was the first thing I was gonna say was that I do feel that um, I have all those three parts in me. Um, I tend to be someone who's very open. When I meet people, um, it, it's taken me some time, even though I've generally been that way, but it's been taking me some time to really um, get myself to a place where I have an open mind whenever I meet someone for the first interaction. Now, we all can judge someone right off the bat when we see them. Um, even if you just hear them talking from a distance, if you're in the same room, you can make your judgments. But, um, you know, it's not until that moment when you meet eye to eye and you have a conversation and you start connecting is when you really then you get to meet that person and start that judgment type of thing. But um, right off the bat, I could say, if you do, I'm the type of person, if you do me wrong, I, uh, it's hard for me sometimes to forgive. Like I'm that old fashioned person where respect is a huge, huge. um, I feel like it's so important that you respect everybody. And, you know, I kind of, I grew up going to, you know, I grew up, Roman Catholic. I went to Bible school, like early on elementary school, uh, very much involved. My parents, um, had me involved in that community, uh, pretty heavily, uh, doing religion class once a week, you know, going through all the steps to your confirmation. Um, so that ideal thought process of, you know, treat everyone the way you'd want to be treated, uh, was really ingrained in me at a younger age. And um, I kind of took it to a extreme as I gotten older through teenager years that like if you did something I wouldn't do to you that I deemed fit like there was just this anger and just like I held a grudge and it was something I, it could be five years from now I would still hold that grudge and I would remember it as if it happened yesterday.
0: I want to ask. I want to ask an assholely question. Yeah. But I. But I Go I'll ahead. I'll digress for now. No, no, no.
1: Go ahead. Ask. Yes.
0: Well, so. That uh that ethos of treat people the way you want to be treated, mm-hmm. I think is simple, and uh, and valuable. I believe in it, in it the same way. Wouldn't you want to be forgiven?
1: Right, right, of course. And and I think that's what, um, you know, years of maturing later on in life has taught me was that yeah, you know, you can't. Why? What's the point of holding on to that? There's real no reason and holding on to that because it really aff- it holds you down it's a burden that you continue to carry because it's this fresh thought that you keep in your mind that just i don't know or you'll just be walking around and all of a sudden you're like man that guy in sixth grade did this to me i'm so pissed like fuck that guy still to this day if i saw him that's what i would think of but that was how long ago like why am i still holding on to that that but people don't understand and realize that that is still affecting them to this day, whether they, you know, they, they've talked about it or not. It's it's in there. And obviously, if they're not um, willing to look deeper within themselves, maybe take. Go through the correct avenues, going to therapy or anything like that, or even just talking to a, a loved one and really airing that stuff out. You have these anger issues that you don't understand where they stem from.
0: So I have this belief with no scientific evidence, because I'm not a scientist, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that my brain, even if I take something that like I, I resent, that like somebody did years ago, and I allow that wiring to exist... It almost teaches my brain that similar behaviors have to go right to the same space. Like the the result is always resentment, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of how minor or major. Once my brain finds some correlation in a behavior, it goes whoa whoa whoa! I know this! I know this be oh okay. This is James Milner and the hockey stick through the mouth on my sixteenth birthday. Uh, this sounds really familiar. I'm just gonna I'm gonna wrap it right in there. And then my default setting is I hate you the same way I hate James Mm -hmm. because I never found a way to um, like untie that knot of a behavior, how I felt um, and this continued like anger and, um, and sadness and disappointment and resentment towards that person. So it's like, it's, uh, I Mar- when Marissa and I spoke about it, um, it, I feel like negativity has its own gravity, and so like that that those parts of my brain with those stories that um, that are stories of resentment, it will look for reasons to gravitate new memories into that spot. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very careful, very aware, and very cognizant of that happening. Or or I end up hating a lot of things and a lot of people, all because uh, James put a hockey stick through my mouth on my birthday <laughs> yeah. when I was sixteen. Right,
1: and it's and it's it's so incredible how those experiences that we have when we're younger, how they mold us and how long lasting they are. I mean, I've had things that were shitty that happened to me when you know I was in my twenties. And yeah, maybe they affected me negatively and it affected me now to where it may have changed my behavior, but it, it's not as heavy as it was when you were growing up, I feel like, in my personal opinion. Oh yeah,
0: I, I feel like whatever weird elastic plastic yeah. material that memories form in a young brain, that shit is super strong. <laughs> um, it's like Teflon, like you just can't like break it or rip it apart. <laughs> Uh, as opposed to, like, shit, now, like, I forget what I ate for breakfast now. <laughs> this is what happened, yeah. like, 30 years later. Uh, they're not nearly as malleable. And, like, now some of that shit feels, it feels cemented in. And it requires and demands so much more effort to find relief. And I also feel, like, that kind of shit is, it, it's all seeds. And I, like, I nurture, like, I, I, like, I take that that bad memory, I dig up the earth, I pop it in there, and I give it sun, and I water it every day. And then years later, I wonder why its roots have spread and why it's so hard. Ho- like, now it's a fucking tree, man. I could have just digged out a seed and threw it away. Yep. And instead, now I'm trying to cut down trees. I got I got uh, roots growing everywhere in my lawn, and, and I'm trying to find, like, Yo, where's the initial point? Where's that seed again? So that way I know that like this fucking shit doesn't grow back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it it demands a lot of attention in order to do that. And that sucks for for the new people who enter my life because they kind of get punished for the shit that I didn't let go of years ago.
1: Yeah, we all are. We're all punishing <laughs> for other people's mistakes or other people's, you know, uh, damage that they've done. You know, that's what they always call it, like, oh, that person's got a lot of baggage. I mean that's really what it is. They've had, they just, they've been burned so many times, or they just haven't been able to deal with those emotions. That now you're paying. For. I mean that's that's like what we were talking about. Um, when we when we were referencing when we went golfing that one time, where refresh my memory. Yeah, so like I'm old. Yeah, no, like I was gonna <laughs> reference that to where like our, a lot of our conversation during that time was, um, geared around relationships, and it's such. In my mind, it's always kind of been like a number one most important, the heaviest you know relationship with my girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, my fiance, my wife um it's It's been something where I've knew I had problems with um that i for the longest time um was always obviously, obviously stubborn to it. Then after years of hearing the same complaints, you know, for lack of a better term, about my personality, you start to, you start to wonder, like, okay, well, obviously, it's not the other person; it's there's something that I'm doing, and um, you know, it just, you start to look in inside, and I think it was at the point where. I started going to therapy, which, you know, side note I would suggest everyone go to. I think it's probably the best thing that you can do for yourself. It's it's pretty much like exercise for your for your soul and for your brain. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're if you're feeling out of shape and you feel bad, you know, you go for a jog, you start working out, you feel better. It's the same thing for your My
0: fiance is the most emotionally healthy person I know. She'd probably say that I am, but like, I'm a recovering drug addict who <laughs> used to snort fucking Oxycontin off toilet seats. So I'm going to go with her being the most. She gets to win. Uh, and right now, as we're doing this podcast, she's doing like a therapy call with her therapist. Like, and she does it every, like, I think every Tuesday. And I'm like, like, that's amazing. Like, she puts in time and energy effort finances mm-hmm. to make sure even when there's nothing that is like highlighted as like i need to talk to somebody thing um so that way she can keep herself being the healthiest person that i know that's uh, great emotionally
1: that's i mean that is outstanding
0: yeah that i agree i commend her tons of admiration i find it highly attractive Mm -hmm. That she cares that much about her emotional well-being. And I I think she does. I want to say I know, but I don't want to speak for her. Yeah, Because she not only understands the impact of her emotional health on herself, but she understands the impact of her emotional health on the people that she cares about and works with and spends time with. The better place she is, the better she can be with everyone, including herself. Uh, So she... It's, I mean, some people, they want to have, like, a six-pack and they go to the gym or kickboxing. Uh, <laughs> I say that because true, would not used to do kickboxing. It's not the best. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm pretty sure emotionally, like, she has a six-pack. Like, she, yes. she has a thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't show up at the beach, right? Like, on your no. Instagram photos. No. You want to know where it shows up? In all of the healthy relationships that she has. Yes. The fact that she can be this anchor... For so many people, uh, so that way they, you want to know what happens? Like, believe it or fucking not, she becomes the reason that other people in her life can go to the gym and try and get apps yeah. because they, they have Doctor Rissa that they if they can speak to and vent to, and she's always in this place because she's she's clearing out the cash. She's like she knows that like emotionally she's in a good place so regularly. That when people need stability, they seek out her, her family, her friends. It doesn't matter, um, which is awesome. Yeah, that's... Um, but like I said, then it doesn't show up in in your social media feed. Of
1: course not. No,
0: it's a, a much more intimate um, kind of post. Yeah, yeah, you know?
1: yeah. And <laughs> not to not to go far off the uh, we can go wherever we want the tracks this here, is mine, but, bro. <laughs> but you know, it, it's that the people and I'll generalize here obviously there's always people who aren't that See, don't fit into generally it. people yes right <laughs> <laughs> cuz there's always like whenever you say something there's always someone that's going to be like well you know I do that and I'm like all right I yeah. get it listen yeah. I'm just, we're just having a conversation relax. Yeah, generally uh, yeah generally the people who are super flashy on Instagram or any sort of social media thing trying to Tell everyone look how awesome my life is and look how awesome things are for me are generally not the happiest people in the world because they're they need that gratification always in order for them to feel happy inside yeah
0: i I personally was an example of that so I'm divorced when I was married my wife and I were both in active addiction didn't like each other were were mean to each other luckily like there wasn't like physical violence and all that shit but emotionally we were not the kindest to each other you wouldn't want like nobody wants to be around that Mm -hmm. but to your point if you went on facebook in 2011 when when we were on the pathway to a very short marriage and a very quick divorce you would think we were happy right because all you saw was like this fucking generic pop-up photo that like we took with a selfie camera or live for the like the three minutes we got along every yeah. other day. Yeah. That's it. Or that her family put up of us where they said, smile for the camera. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be like, nah, I'm going to act like I hate <laughs> you in this moment. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> you smile for the camera and so I post and then go... so then And then you're like, I remember for me and I, I don't feel like I'm monopolizing this whole thing, but... Like, after that all happened, when I was like, hey, not only are her and I unhappy and not treating out each other well, I'm going to leave. We're going to get divorced. Oh, and I've been using drugs every day for years. And people are like, what? Your Facebook makes you look so happy. I would never believe it. Right. Yeah, because, like, who posts the worst shit of their life yeah. uh, marissa and i aren't I'm arguing a binge. <laughs> this is awesome yeah. marissa and i don't argue yeah. on the couch i go yeah, yeah you want to just let's just pause we'll just let's podcast it for a little yeah. bit we'll just put it out into yeah. the e though so they can hear how much we fucking hate each other when we're angry yeah
1: let's facebook live our argument right now let's just show how real we are yeah yeah, yeah. yeah let's show it. how real we are yeah, 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 yeah. just showing everyone this yep. is it this is life
0: so i i There's plenty of context to to what you're saying. And I would agree that it's... And you want to... I mean, we're getting really off topic, but who gives a shit? I think, like, my experience with people is, like, everybody's life's kind of fucked up. Everybody's relationships are kind of fucked up. Nobody could possibly be as happy as they make other people believe that they are. That's part of the, the unhealthy, like, aspect of social media for me yep. is the expectation for measure of happy is completely blown out of proportion. Everybody's lives are a little fucked up. Everybody's Every, got their yeah, shit. Everybody's there got you. stuff. We just, there's no place to put that. Right. And that would probably be healthy because you would probably end up getting support for the things that you actually need mm-hmm. and not a claim for the shit that doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> right. But you
0: can't do that. People don't want to do that. Yeah, they're ashamed of it. Yeah, uh, They're embarrassed by it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't want people to know. Um, uh, but, but to a point,
1: that's okay. Right? Sure. That's perfectly sure. You're, fine. You're,
0: you're entitled to your life anonymity mm-hmm. if you want. But the platforms that we have create a culture that can then be unhealthy. Yes. Because we're not showing each other all sides of this we're only showing them this one thing and, and then as human beings and we're, we're prudent and, and we want, we, we like to judge ourselves by um like the uh like the exterior vantage point of others. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh my God. They have this, they look this happy. That means that I need that in order to be that happy also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't talk about it. It's almost like this, this, this thing that we all say, well, yeah, it's there. But we're not going to discuss it. Yeah. Well, guess what? On subject to, re- to revision, we're here to discuss it. That's right. If you want, but yeah. we don't have to. We'll talk about whatever you want. So forgiveness, we'll get back to yeah, it. We'll get back to forgiveness. What does it? What does it look like for you? Like, do you have? You don't have to, mm-hmm. um, by any means. But do you have any examples? You talked about how you, you've you've kind of grown as you've gotten older into a place where you're you're more willing to forgive yeah. than you may have when you were
1: younger. Right. What does that journey look like for you? I mean, it, it it definitely all started with what I was mentioning before, where you you create a, a self awareness and you realize what you need to work on. How do you create a self awareness? Um, it's it's. How did you? How did yeah, you create so, it? It was really at first. I mean, and it's it almost goes hand in hand with, you know not exactly, but with a lot of the same steps that you would go through with addiction and it's always just admitting you have a problem. Like that's the first step Um, is just being, and it's, and again, again, that's the hardest step is just being able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm bad because of X and Y and not just say it in like that normal, I'm depressed, I'm in a negative space way, but to legit, Look at yourself and say, "This is my issue. This She's I own answer. this issue."
0: So taking accountability, taking accountability for like
1: your feelings, your behavior,
0: the impact that you may be having on other people. Yeah. not them. No, like for me, it's forget you, right? Fuck you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't mean fuck you in a bad way, but like, uh, I'm not. I'm not here to discuss what impact you're having on me.
1: I need to just look inwardly at me mm-hmm. and start there. Yeah, that's that's the place to start. And, you know, you read a lot of these quotes out there that people put where, you know, you need to take care of yourself first. And, you know, the most important person is yourself. And, you know, there's a lot of weight to those quotes as cheesy as they may be, but. um, No, there is. I, I, I think that there's, there's this
0: fear of like arrogance that comes from it, but I, I don't feel that way. I think in order for me to be the best I can to impact the world in a positive way, I have to come first. What yeah. happens if I don't come first? For, for me, I have so many examples. It's so simple. I use drugs. I end up homeless. I lie. I cheat. I see. I do all of the awful things. Not all. I've never like punched anybody or shot anyone. But like, or stabbed. <laughs> so I, I guess there, there, there are limits that I haven't yet reached. Uh, but when I do take care of me, I find out what's wrong with me. Like you're saying, having this admission of a problem. And uh, this, uh, like, resoluteness to want to, like, find that path to healing. Like, once I've identified it and I'm aware of it and I want to do something about it. And I, I focus inward. Then my relationship with me gets better. And then I treat everybody else better. Yeah. It's, it's, like, the math is simple. Yeah.
1: And it's <laughs> weird how it works. Um, the How much... How you treat yourself is how you're treating others and you the amount that you will project on the person in front of you when you're not in a good space um was was pretty um heavy when when you realize that. You know, when you when you start to see the patterns within yourself when you're in a negative space. Um, you know, I was recently in a kind of a negative space and I started projecting like um where we're just talking about comparing myself to other people. Um, it's it's so easy to just fall and slip into that rabbit hole and just fall deep and deep and deep and you know, depending on how aware you are, you could snap out of it in a couple of days or three weeks go by and you're like, Shit, I've been like this for a while. All right. What do I gotta do to stop this? And it has its own energy. Yeah.
0: Because like it's almost like we can either radiate positivity or negativity. Yeah. And then it's not it's like it's this weird contagious thing in my life where if that's the place that I'm in, like I can start having this like weird effect on the people around me in a bad way. Like if I start complaining about shit, other people start complaining about it. It's like I open the floodgates mm-hmm. of of negative thought of selfishness of all sorts of things and conversely if i'm in a positive space i'm putting some positivity out people want to talk and align with the positive Mm -hmm. Um, it's really interesting the impact i like i i don't i just don't i don't identify it within myself regularly enough the responsibility of
1: understanding what kind of energy I'm putting out into the universe. Yeah. It's um it's not something that you're really ever taught about, talked about. Um <laughs> No, my mom never sat me down and went, yeah. let me talk to you about the energy you <laughs> yeah, put I, out into I, I, the universe. <laughs> no, that's yeah. not what she said. Yeah, that's, and yeah, I mean you can maybe you they can all now, use the universe type of thing, but I you know, I I I just think even in like our professional environment. Yeah.
0: If I'm negative and I'm around 15 people that day, fuck them getting COVID. They, they're they certainly going to get some negative feelings, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, 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 they may test negative for COVID, but they're going to test positive for feeling bad about themselves, feeling bad about the situation that they're in. It's like we start – like, I start – planting seeds in the minds of other people and that shit starts growing and the next thing you know you have this awful culture of everyone around yeah. you and you're like why is everybody being so fucking negative right when oh, you snap <laughs> out of it <laughs> yeah you're like, fuck why am i around these people yeah right? and then i'm like oh it's, it's i started me. it yeah. yeah yeah
1: and then i think that's that could be part of the reason why there's there's certain people that come in and out of your life yeah i think there's a certain magnetism that we have regardless of distance between people mm. i think if we've ever connected with someone. There is just this un this weird thing where it, there's this is a safe it, space just, for weird things yeah. in case you're curious. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm you know quickly talk about myself. I'm just very open-minded to a lot of different ideas. I will never, I will hardly ever say that something could be completely wrong or like that'll that's not true or that'll never happen because we really don't know what the truth is.
0: No, I put it in the, fairly or unfairly. I put it in this bucket of spirituality and i and then i define spirituality as stuff that science hasn't proven exists yet like just because it may sound weird and obtuse i'm pretty sure if you rewind our universe 100 years there's a bunch of shit that would sound really weird to them that we know is actually real now yeah so um, and they would have been like, man, that guy Mark, he's so weird with his weird fucking ideas and shit. No, we just, we didn't have like the capabilities or the capacity to understand things. That doesn't mean that they're not real. It doesn't mean that they don't exist. Yeah. It means that we're not exactly sure what's in that space. Right. We just can't
1: define it yet. Yeah. And, you know, and to take the counterpoint to that, like, and, you know, I there's, it's easy just to say, well, if science can prove it. Then it's a hundred percent fact, right? If we were to go back in time, science said it was proven that leeches can cure diseases or, or something along the lines of that. Sure. That was science that should have been hundred percent fact. We look back at that and we laugh. Like, are you kidding me?
0: That's because we're so we're so weird. Like people are so weird. Like we think that our current status yes. in this universe is like like optimal. Yeah. The most like something can be. The only thing that can be true can be something that's found now. Uh, yeah. And so we're like, wow, no, that's wild. That's impossible. And unfortunately, because not everybody um, aligns themselves the way that you just shared that you do. Um, and I'd I, I like to h- at least hope that I do as well. This lack of open mindedness mm-hmm. means that some people's current while it becomes their past, stays their current for the rest of their lives. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's, that's well, that leads to well. all sorts of horrible shit, as yeah. we've learned. Yeah. Um, so. Right. If it worked 50 years ago, it's going to work today. Yep. That's yeah, exactly. A lot of the, yeah. yeah. the problems going on <laughs> in this world right now. <laughs> um,
0: we have so many problems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. we don't have time for all that, like, I'll run out of, out
1: of GBs. Yeah. <laughs> And it, but you know and you, yes it's 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 easy to point out and this goes with every aspect of life it's easy to point out the bad stuff it's easy to find that it's easy to find the things that don't make you feel so good <laughs> but it's, and, it's it's accurate and and I I I agree with all you right guys. and and it, there's this again it's just a weird it's almost thing. like
0: like going to the mm-hmm. gym and working out is harder than sitting on the couch and eating potato chips oh, one wow. requires effort. One basically just requires you ruminating in a, in like this state of not moving. Mm-hmm. It's really easy for me to physically get to a negative space if I never move and only eat potato chips. Yes. It's really hard for me to get to a positive space physically because it demands so much of me where I'm just overwhelmed at the thought that may actually like what may have to go into it overwhelms me and then I'm just back to the couch and potato chips back to the negative space Mm -hmm. because the positive space like it requires work and it requires this weird measure of discipline and perseverance and and willingness to do things that are uncomfortable or that kind of hurt um or it seems like the result that i'll get from it if i am to get a result is a long ways off so i kind of can't even see it becoming real yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the negative space, see, I just it's instant gratification. Yeah, a like, pume I'm there. I'm like, hey, wow, everything sucks. Let me just look. I'll go bank account. I'll go. Well, last time, somebody sent me a text that they give a shit about me. Yeah. I'll go well, what my job looks like. Yeah. Uh, all all sorts of things. Yeah. If I want to, I can allow like myself to just
1: fall into that pit mm-hmm. of shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. And um, something that really stuck with me uh, in one of my the therapy sessions that I had um, that just there's you have those when you go through therapy, I mean, you, you have your some good times. Sometimes maybe you don't feel like you feel like you've uncovered anything, but whatever. But there's some sessions you have where the you connect the dots and as there's this big explosion in your head and you walk out of there and you're just, you have to take a minute and you're like, holy shit. I just uncovered something really important that is going to change me. This is perfect. Cause
0: this leads into the next thing I want to talk to you about. And so, that is a
1: path to redemption. A path to redemption. Yeah. So the comment that she made to me when I was trying to, you know, figure out what issues I had and how I can change was she described that pattern that we have which you were talking about where planting a seed and then the roots grow she she described it as well this behavior was happening at a young age and you've continued it for years and years and years and now just picture you know your thoughts as this energy or a wave that's plowing through something and now it's creating this like divot almost right and it's going through and the more and more and it's years and years of this same path happening you have this groove that is so thick and deep that it takes it's going to take a lot of energy to stop from that energy to be going through that groove it's like the train tracks where it splits and it's been going one way the entire time and now years and years rust it's like how am I going to change this over right it's going to take a lot of I'm th- I'm just thinking vanessing. about what you're sharing and it it makes me think
0: of this other part also and i don't know if she spoke about this i guess she is your therapist yes she, okay yeah um like if water keeps going down this one piece of wood right and it builds this channel yeah and it keeps not only is it hard to build a new channel but the channel widens
1: mm-hmm.
0: so like i like it, the, the negativity starts to spread right over time yeah. right like if you don't change course not only is it um, that you can be in a negative place about some things, but that channel is going to widen as to what negativity looks like,
1: yeah. So, the f- the first step is almost create, like in, in this reference, creating a dam to where you can stop the water flow from going into that same path, or in the other sense, what would that look like for you? So, or learn learning to like fill back up, but um, what was your dam? My dam. What was the thing that you changed? So it was for me Do you start it, writing
0: when, was just therapy. It was therapy just therapy honestly. Just...
1: It was it was um it was a combination of um therapy and anxiety medication. Okay, that like that really helped me because the the, the anxiety medication really helps me, and I'm on be like the the lowest dosage you could you can really get um but it helps someone like me to be able to think clearly um it gets rid of a lot of the um the haze or the fogginess that you'll feel when you're in certain situations that trigger that extreme anxiety um to describe it it's i don't know if this if it's happened to anyone out there or to you it's 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 almost like a tunnel vision feel or like a, like a fogness where something triggers it and there's no other thought going through your brain except for that one thought that is creating this.
0: Are you asking um, a
1: recovering addict if they've ever been so laser focused (laughs) on something and anxious that they can't
0: get it? But it
1: creates that fight or flight reaction in your body to where obviously you're, there's not a real Threat. I mean that that was us evolving because we needed to do that when we saw sure. a saber toothed tiger. Yep. Shit. Well, I gotta do something. I gotta fight it or I'm running away. We have since we don't really have those threats anymore yep. as as often as we did. And I was like, my girlfriend is late. She must be with another yes, person. She is obviously doing She's some saber toothed tiger. Yeah.
0: Because you almost have to create a fallacy
1: in your head. Yeah because your body your body's built your bo- your body's reacting to it. Yeah. You you, f- you will physically feel that adrenaline.
0: That's cuz this and I don't want to cut you off, just I just quick point. Like th- this human this human humanity being a person like fuck even civilized is like such a a small speck of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're just we're making jumps but we're we're really new to the game. Oh. You know? oh, yeah. Uh, we like to act as though we're not. Like, we've we've been here forever. We'll, we've been here forever. We will be here forever. Um, So there hasn't been any learning that's been going on. We just, like, all just woke up one day, and this this is the spot that we were in. Yeah, well, but we are. The like, there There are physical parts of us that are continuing to change along with, like, the emotional part of us, and um,
1: some people believe, like, a, a spiritual part of us. and Yeah, it really all depends on people's beliefs because you know that um your point there is the like the scientific view of it where you know there was evolution there's the big bang there was evolution and humans as we are today have been a very small portion of the existence of life yeah um then you can go to like some other extreme where it's you know we're just simulations in the matrix and like what is time Time well, is nothing. Some, uh, well, then they need, like, a IT support guy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, guy, come on. Where am I on the queue I mean, at this point? I mean, outside, Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: outside of that, they just may find this very entertaining because we're a bunch of, like, hateful, resentful shits that are just, like, bopping around. <laughs> I heard it, like, referred to as, like, Earth is kind of, like, a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And we're like, where are these things on this spaceship? And for all we know, like... We're just trying to like, like our purpose is to continue to exist. So we actually get to our destination, but we don't think about it that way. We just think that like we're here and we're not moving, but we're on something that is moving very quickly through space and time unbeknownst to us, sun up, sun down, keep it going go do this job thing. You can have a retirement thing as long as it's got enough numbers and one letter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> And that's what humanity is. But it's not what humanity no, is. No, it's not. And that's why you talking about where your emotions can stem from just as a human being, like we're responding to things. We're still adjusting. It's mm-hmm. important to acknowledge. I get caught up in like, in, like raw emotion. Um I know... Uh, like i I like to refer to it as like like I have all these thoughts, and then I have this this chance to react mm-hmm. and there's this space that lives between those. And like that is the important stuff. is that space between not the craziness in my head, not the action that happens, that space between those two where I can alter one like one doesn't have to impact the other i can allow it to it takes a lot of work to to not but i don't have to allow it to happen some people feel like they have to react and respond to things you don't though Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure there there are some people short like there's uh like chemical imbalances and, and and we all need like different measures of support But for the most part, um, generally, generally, (laughs) right? Uh, There, we can all build that muscle to to really slow down what we're thinking versus what we're doing. Yeah, Um, and like, what's cool about being a human is the only person ever inside my head and my thoughts is me that's it at least for now i don't know uh yeah, who knows? you know i must neural link whatever happens 100 years from now but for Invisible now the people. only person that knows what's going on in here and sees the sees the world through my lens mm-hmm. is me right and, I, and that means the same for everyone else also you see the world and perceive it and fucking digest it through your lens and your lens, like each one of our lenses is built from all sorts of experiences. Um, And when I am quicker to recognize that, uh, I make healthier decisions because I'm a better human being because I allow people to also
1: be their own human being. Perspective is really everything.
0: Okay. That's the last part. Yeah perspective
1: perspective <laughs> perspective. well i mean you set that up on it too yeah, look at but, that uh but i'm uh, getting good at this yeah thing. Right. that was great episode four ladies four gentlemen in- and
0: anybody who wants to identify whichever way we're all welcome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how has therapy altered your perspective that it's, that's your dam, right that is what has allowed yeah. um the water from overflowing into the channel the helping with uh, negative thinking, negative thoughts, how has it changed your perspective on life, on
1: your relationships, on how you view yourself? Um, it really took me through a path of, you know, more self-awareness, um, realizing what things in the past created those emotions and habits in me. And, you know just seeing how those behaviors affected the people around me Do you have an example um, Yeah I mean I could I could think of just about every relationship up until my current marriage right now Um How has your marriage been impacted My mar- I, I mean I probably wouldn't be married now if I wasn't the person I am Okay Um I don't think I was truly Ever ready to be married up until I I'm with my wife when I met her. Um, I just wasn't there mentally. I wasn't um, capable of handling negative emotion that stemmed from my own insecurities. Sure. That the other individual wasn't even doing anything that caused it. It was just my own. Oh well, this happened to me once, yep. this, like you said. And That's and that sad. Once you have like a, a reference point, the internal dialogue
0: turns into "I'm always right," even if I was wrong a hundred other times. Oh my god! I had the one time that I was right, and like my emotional state clings to it. Like this is def- this is it again, yep. Mark. Know. Yeah, you don't you should do something fucking awful cuz you know, something bad is about to happen. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's, no it's not. It's
1: so unhealthy. It's so bad. It is just I I look back on it and you know obviously it's not like I'm cured, right? I I'll, I'll sure. put that out there. I'm not cured. I'm not perfect. I'm still this is something I know I will always have to work on. Um But you're better. Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm like if some of my ex girlfriends were in a relationship with, with me now, they probably wouldn't even believe it was Maybe
0: your wife. Maybe. <laughs> and yeah. that's definitely that I yeah. mean,
1: that could be true. Sure. Um
0: I believe it too. And uh, I also commend a lot of them for their um their emotional intelligence was just so far ahead of mine. And I I didn't e I one I didn't even know what that was, but I certainly didn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone on, um, and, and building that muscle, like, it's like being skinny and thinking you're in shape, you know, yeah. um, I didn't have any disasters yet going on in my life. I, um, I was in like, at that point I wasn't like using any substances heavily or anything like that, but I dealt with such challenging emotions that my behavior was shit and I treated people poorly and I condemn them or I I made them to be villains that they weren't because I was afraid that they were. Created the scenario in my head and, uh, and then shocked when they didn't want to be with somebody who would do that. Shocked and appalled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's why that piece that you spoke about earlier about personal accountability is so important. Cause it is so important. Once I started to, like understanding that and having help to, to see and identify what that looks like and then taking responsibility for it, I started looking back on those relationships and I was like, you know, I said they were the fucked up one, but I was the fucked up one. And sure. They probably didn't respond a hundred percent the best way, but if there was a sick one there, I had told myself for a long time that it was them. Mm-hmm. And the honest truth is it was me. Yeah. Um, and when I, for me, like the, the forgiveness piece was like, sorry, I'm not going to reach out to my ex-girlfriend from when I was like 20 years old. It's not going to happen. It's probably not healthy for any of us. But there is a way to seek forgiveness and uh, find redemption. And for me, that is in how Marissa gets treated by me. Yeah. She benefits from all that learning. I have a responsibility to what I owe all of the previous ones where I wasn't at my best to try and be my best now cuz I'm aware and I know better to treat
1: Marissa the way they probably deserve to be treated. Yeah. That's um I think that's that's great, you know. Um in those instances where you feel as if, you know, reaching out to the other person may not be the best bet, there still is a way to have forgiveness and a lot of it is again on yourself yeah forgiving yourself because you can hold yourself you could be angry at yourself and be like oh man i can't believe i was like that well, i'm such an asshole and yeah. then you're back down to being negative Yeah. you could just say wow like i realize how unhealthy i was how bad i was in that relationship i'm i don't even know how it lasted as long as it did she's a saint. Yep. You know, like wow. Um I'm going to learn and move forward from this and you know, I'm going to forgive myself for being that person.
0: We have this thing in the in the recovery process and we refer to it as an indirect amends. <clears throat> so that is like that um forgiveness amends process. Um, but not where we're putting ourselves or the other person possibly in jeopardy by doing so. Mm-hmm. Right, Like who wants to call their girlfriend from 15 years ago who may be married with kids and all of a sudden you're reaching out like that, if that could make their partners uncomfortable, it could make them uncomfortable. Yeah. So the way that to pay, to repay that debt is in how do I treat the people in my life now and not um, causing the harm that I used to call us. Yeah.
1: And I've been, um, actually pretty, pretty lucky in that aspect where, you know, when I think back to the two more serious relationships I had before my, uh, my, before I met my wife, uh, one was for five, about five years. And one was for about two and a half years. Um, I, I was lucky enough to like run into them again afterwards. And then at a point where I was, a lot better and i actually apologized to them
0: nothing wrong with that yeah Yeah. I,
1: i just straight up told them like listen like just looking back on how things were and i know we didn't have the best relationship and you know i didn't treat you the best that you could have been treated and you showed me a lot of things that i'm looking back on now that i can bring into sure my current relationship it's a huge integrity or current move. well future to me it shows and i'm
0: not saying this is what you do but it, yeah. it shows me um what kind of person you are or what kind of person you hope to become mm-hmm. it's an integrity move yeah it's hard to do no and it doesn't get done that's how i know it's hard to do because if it wasn't hard to do way more people would do it yeah and it, we don't.
1: it's hard it, okay it's you know besides looking yourself in the mirror and saying I you're have shitty a hard time it's to... It's hard,
0: And I have a hard time Marissa could be right about something We'd be on the couch and I'm here all these years later And healthiest emotional person that I know And and all that shit And we're fighting over fucking french fries (laughs) And it's hard to say I'm sorry Mm -hmm. It's hard to accept blame in that moment It's tough I don't know why I don't know what place my brain goes That says you don't want to do this This is going to suck It's probably the same part of my brain that goes Lifting those weights is going to hurt and I go, you're right. Lifting this french fry is better. Yeah. <laughs> it's lighter and better. <laughs> um, and it, it probably goes to like that, whatever weird fucking channel that is. But it's because like taking ownership of knowing that and acknowledging that I hurt someone, it's hard. It sucks. I don't yeah. know. It just doesn't feel good. It feels about as good as paying fucking Visa and MasterCard every month, like for a debt that I owe, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> so um, yeah i'm I'm glad that I like, personally have had a chance to like go through um, some different stages and grow as a person and and alter mine. It sounds like you're certainly grateful for yours and and the, a lot of the aspects of your life that you have now because of it. yeah, uh, you wanna you want close on anything? you have any positive, good, happy thoughts you want to you want to leave the 12 listeners we'll have yeah with. yeah well, if we
1: get double digits i'd be i'd be impressed mark I, I, you know i think we could do it well, i mean minus people we work with that i don't think I, we can I, do yeah minus people we work with and friends and i'm gonna ask my mom to listen to it yeah. 12 times yeah.
0: how many ip addresses can i set up in the apartment yeah. <laughs> You never know. We don't know where this will go, yeah. um, and uh, and and maybe if we get two, and one of them has a good impact from it, like right. we did our job. Yeah. So I'm not paying you. I mean, I give you a century of water. That's like three bucks a bottle. So Listen, that's, that's that's payment right there. Uh, hell yeah. Listen, this is uh, yeah, 2020. You excited for the debates? Start tonight. Oh god. No. Okay. Not at all. I'm gonna watch the Yankee game. Good, I think that's the better choice. Well, till they're losing, then I'll watch oh, the, the debates, and I'll just allow tonight to be a massacre of uh-huh. my existence. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, negativity. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? negativity. You already went there. Was it, gravel, that's yeah. the that cynical side of me. Yeah, well, they have out. the Yankees haven't won in 11 years. I feel like there's I have plenty of reference points of failure. <laughs> Talking like a... There's hope till until <laughs> the first pitch is thrown. That's what happens. I'm like, we got him! And, and then like three minutes into the game, I'm like, we lost. It's terrible. I can feel it. I get a feeling. Yeah, that's called my fucking crazy brain. So, <laughs> thank you so much for coming down, man. I, uh, yeah. I I appreciate it. I think we talked about some like a lot of good stuff. I don't always feel that way yeah. so far. Because I get lost in... Like the minutiae of doing this thing and, and trying to keep us on a, a schedule of some sort, but this was fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, we talked about some, some good driving range men talk. Right. I'm kidding. And we talked about some good things that I hope all people um, can find it within themselves to start having a conversation around because it's, listen, the fact is, it feels better. I feel better from being a better person than I do from being a shitty person. I feel better for providing people forgiveness than I do for not. I feel better when other people give me second chances than when they don't. Um, Who doesn't like a good redemption story, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I think – I think there is a lot of tools shared that people can use to uh, yeah to maybe get to a place that they're not sure how to get to. I think well, yeah, that's I think important. That's the,
1: if, if anyone could get anything from this, it's you know, um, if they're open to it, and, and that's that's really the key is that you need to be ready to do something to make yourself better. Yeah, um, you have to want to. You have to want it. You have to be open to it. Because if, if I went to therapy when I was twenty, it would have done absolutely nothing. I used to lie me. to mine. A lot, like, and that's bad too. Like, sure, sure. How you feel? If you're there, why the are you lying?
0: You know? I was afraid of telling him the truth. Right. That was it. I was, I was ashamed of him knowing what was really going on in my life, because very few people, I think, want to be like, my life is fucking in shambles. I am like physically addicted to something. I don't know how to like. I had dug a hole that I don't know how to get out of. And if you tell me it's going to be a lot of work to do it, then I'm just going to leave. Mm -hmm. So instead I lied. How's everything? I'm good. What do you want to talk about? (laughs) Can I lay on this couch? Awesome. (laughs) Thanks for the meds. See you later, doc. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm out. Uh, But yeah, seriously, thank you. Thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate Um, it. As we conclude episode four of Subjects of Revision. Uh, I hope to get you on again. Oh, anytime. I will let you know when this becomes a reality where hopefully more than 10 people listen to it. Uh, I'll share a link. You can send it to all your friends and your family. Oh, man. Yep. So, with that, we're at six people. And. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah maybe maybe we'll get somewhere and uh if not uh you certainly had a good positive impact on my life today so oh, thank you for well, that thank
1: you i appreciate it. this was great i'll i'm i'd love to come back anytime you want oh don't don't say that no i gonna you, it's gonna be hard to get guests soon i'm gonna, I'm gonna be like you want to come by again
0: like co-host <laughs> and they, we'll just talk about nothing yeah talk- <laughs> i got some jokes i want to run by <laughs> it has to do with invisible people yeah. and elon musk <laughs> will involve marty it's gonna be fantastic oh, that, that episode would be fantastic it'll be it'll be a lot of fun all right man all right. thank you again right. yep. and uh bye thank you for listening to this episode of the subject to revision podcast we can be found on apple Podcasts, spotify and numerous other platforms we plan on releasing one episode per week If you have any suggestions or questions about our podcast, please email us at subjecttorevision2020 at gmail.com. We look forward to your continued support.